This is the Field of Streams Fantasy Baseball Podcast, brought to you by Fangraphs. Hello and welcome to the Field of Streams Podcast for Tuesday, June 30th. I'm your host, Dylan Higgins, joined by my co-host, Brad Johnson. Brad, how are you doing this morning? I'm doing well. How about you? Doing all right. Doing all right. I uh, I just came back from my high school reunion this weekend. Oh. I, I told Matt about it. We talked about it a little bit. And then, uh, yeah, it went okay. I'm from a, a small town, small high school, but I got to see a few people, so it wasn't so bad. Uh, how'd your weekend go? Uh, it was pretty good. Uh played some baseball. Uh, that, was, that was the main highlight of the weekend, I think. Yeah, hard to complain about that. Yep. <laughs> Um, well, we're going to look at DFS picks for Tuesday, and uh, yeah, as we always do, we're going to start at catcher, so Brad, anybody stick out to you at catcher uh, at the top of the list? Uh, there's a few options today. Uh, probably would start uh, with Russell Martin against Eduardo Rodriguez, mm-hmm. and I think we'll probably be touching on a lot of Blue Jays today. I was actually building mm-hmm. some rosters right before we got on the line here. And I'm trying to stay away from a Blue Jays stack just because I think a lot of people will be on it. Yeah. Uh, Rodriguez actually pitched very poorly against the Blue Jays last time out. So yes, he did. It's, there's definitely no reason to stay away if you're really uh, you know, believing in a repeat of that. Uh, it's just that I think a lot of people are going to be on it. Yeah. No, I, I definitely ended up with a lot of them as well. It's going to be popular for a reason, though. He didn't pitch well against them, and they just murder lefties. And right. That's, he's, that's the main thing. <laughs> yeah, he definitely has potential, but uh, on paper, this this is going to be a popular one. And, yeah, Matt and I mentioned Russell Martin a lot, because he hits lefties especially well, but he can also hit righties, and it's just a mm-hmm. loaded lineup. So, uh, I like Russell Martin, for sure. Yeah, that, that Blue Jays lineup has probably... Six guys who are among the best at hitting left-handed pitching oh, in the yeah. league, uh, and it's and the other guys aren't bad either. Uh, you know, I'm not including Jose Reyes in that. Yep. Uh, Kevin Pilar is having a good season. Not yep. including him in that. It's uh, it's a scary lineup against yep. lefties. The Blue Jays have always been a pretty good lineup, but they added Donaldson and Encarnacion and Batista are mostly healthy. Like they're yeah, they're scary. Yep, Devin um, Travis is back. <laughs> yep, also hits lefties. Yeah, they're definitely... I don't know, there's that thing about how MLB was short on right-handed power, and a lot of teams kind of stacked up on it, it feels like. <laughs> it's all in Toronto. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, okay, yeah, I like Russell Martin. Um, the name I like second most might be Evan Gaddis. Gets Danny Duffy. Okay. Do yes. you like that at all? It's a good one. Also like Hank Conger. Uh, they're both good at hitting fly ball pitchers, and mm-hmm. they both like facing lefties. Mm-hmm. Uh, so those aspects line up really well. Um, yeah. There's a lot of Astros who match up well against Duffy. The issue I'm having with going to an Astros stack is that Royals bullpen. Yeah, uh, it's they bring it in early. Uh, usually after five innings, they'll start turning to their relievers, and it's just so deep. Uh, you can pull in Ryan Madsen in the sixth inning, and he's got like a one-point-something ERA. It's not fluky. Uh, he's just a really good pitcher that's yeah. not even part of their setup crew. Uh, so Duffy only has to get through a short a couple times through the lineup before mm-hmm. that bullpen gets pulled in. That, that definitely pulls on their value. Uh, at, at the same time, it is a good matchup. You can try to hope that they strike early and hot. 
Yeah. Uh, Astros do have that dynamic uh, firepower that could do it. Yeah. Um, we're a day late on this, but Matt and I talked about it a bunch, and I'd like to get your two cents. But sure. we've always been perplexed by Joe Blanton, or at least mm-hmm. enter- always been entertained by Joe Blanton, but recently now perplexed. And I was very quick to say I had no idea what to expect yesterday when he faced the Astros. And... It happened to go badly for him, but are you, yesterday aside, are you a believer in Skinny Joe Blanton at all? <laughs> skinny Joe Blanton, I like it. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure how much of a believer I am in him. I think he's a lot more viable than he was in, say, 2013 and 2012 mm-hmm. even. Uh, maybe back towards... Uh, Closer to a prime Joe Blanton. The yeah. main thing is he's throwing harder, and that's... That'll do it. Yeah, it's hard to kind of gauge what to expect, because he is up two miles per hour from his career norm. Right. And, and that's that can make all the difference. Right. And that's not insane, given his appearance, or given his... Uh, seems like a weight loss, you know. Yeah. So that's it's not that insane. Yeah, it's strengthening, be, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, took a year off and, and got it together. And he before yesterday had been awesome, great out of the bullpen and good in two starts. So yeah. uh, he he should be back in the bullpen now. I think. I, yeah. The plan was to get him one more start. Uh, we'll we'll see what they do about it, but I think he's going to be back in the long relief role before long, yeah. if not by next start. Perplexing is the word that kind of stuck with me. I'm just going. I don't really know what to do there. Interested has my attention, but yeah. Yeah. Um. Okay, reeling back to catcher. Um, <laughs> the other two I liked, uh, Matt and I have also been talking about Josh Fegley uh, yes. quite a bit, who's been hitting. Definitely uh, a hot hand. <laughs> a hot hand and has to get in the lineup. And he's more likely to get in the lineup against a lefty, and he gets right. Jorge De La Rosa. It's in Oakland, not in Colorado, but he's worth paying attention to. I don't know, because he's been hot enough that he might not be that cheap, but he's at least uh, interesting. For sure. Yeah, he's 3100 on FanDuel, which isn't really a bargain. You can mm-hmm. actually get Yasmani Grandel for $400 less, and I would be all over that bargain uh, yeah. if you're deciding between those two guys. Yeah. Uh, There's also Derek Norris against a lefty at the same price as Fegley. Yes. Yeah. And Norris is definitely more reliable. Yeah. Uh, like I said, Fegley's a hot hand. Uh, he's hitting well recently. He's got some power. Uh, I wouldn't count on him as a stable producer by any means. It's uh it's a home yeah. run or nothing, pretty yeah. much. I like Randall, um, and I definitely like Norris. I had Norris written down. And yeah, and that's the thing, is it all comes down to price points and Fegley is interesting until he hits his you know, stays hot and his price goes up to that of, you know, more reliable competitors and then right. it's not that interesting anymore. When you know, I like him, but I don't like him as like a top ten catcher or anything, so yeah. Um, I was looking okay. through price points earlier today, and I think he's much cheaper on, uh, or relatively cheaper on DraftKings. I think he still costs more than 3100 but okay. DraftKings pricing is, scale's different. Yeah. But he's uh, not up there with guys like Norris or Grandall. Yeah. Um, okay, any other backstops for you? Uh, the only one I would, uh, pull out as an option, probably Matt Wieters. Okay. Uh, he's up against Colby Lewis, uh, it's a hittable pitcher. 
nothing special, nothing overly exploitable. Uh, the stadium, Camden Yards, is friendly to left-handed power. Wieners mm-hmm. will be batting lefty for this one. Yeah. Uh, so it, it's not a bad situation. Uh, he's running 3,300 on FanDuel, so again, you know, I probably would take him over Fegley, even though I don't mind Fegley's matchup. <laughs> yep, yep. Okay, um, first base, where are you thinking? Where are you starting? I tried to be a little more discerning with first base today, and I came up with five names, uh, two of them, same team, uh, Texas Rangers, uh, Prince Fielder and Mitch Moreland against Miguel Gonzalez. Okay. Uh, Sure. Moreland was the big hero yesterday with two home runs. Yeah. Uh, the matchup's still a nice one for him. Uh, Gonzalez a bit of a fly ball pitcher. Uh, Moreland loves facing fly ball pitchers, one of those guys who shows up on the ground ball fly ball splits. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that stadium, like I said, uh, great for left-handed power. Yeah. Uh, I got a... Fielder and Moreland look good. I got a shout-out on Twitter yesterday for recommending Mitch Moreland and things going well. And, uh, on one hand, I'm like, good, I'm glad I could help somebody out. On the other hand, I was like, to be fair, I recommended everybody against Bud Norris. <laughs> I kind of yeah, threw a wide net there of like, any, you know, and, and one of them hit and it helped somebody out and I'm glad. I'm really glad, but I'm like, how much, how much credit can I take when I listed about six Texas Rangers yesterday that I thought could do something? Uh, I definitely went after Bud Norris, and unfortunately, I picked Prince Fielder as my yeah. first baseman, rather Moreland, but yeah, still well, worked out. <laughs> yeah, good to hear that, it, you know, maybe hopefully influence somebody in a good way. But uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I don't like them against Miguel Gonzalez as much, but I certainly wouldn't stay away. You know, Miguel Gonzalez is okay, but I agree; those are those are good guys to go after. Um, mm-hmm. Do you, are you obligated to mention Edwin Encarnacion against yes. Eduardo Rodriguez? That obligation is necessary. Yeah. It's, uh, it's definitely a, a stack that's going to be very much in vogue today. And, uh, Encarnacion with his price, I feel like if you're going the Blue Jays stack, I might shy away from him and focus on some of the other guys. Like, mm-hmm. Devin Travis, for example, very cheap because he's returned from the DL. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like 3800 or so on FanDuel. Mm-hmm. That. Uh, a relative bargain compared to. Actually, it's much cheaper than that on FanDuel. Yeah, I have him at 3000 on FanDuel. Yeah, that's what it is. I think it's 3800 on DraftKings. Yeah. Uh, so even there, very much a relative bargain uh, compared to. And obviously, he's not as good a hitter as Encarnacion. But uh, trying to fit everybody in. And when we get to pitchers, you'll probably begin to understand why I might try to go with a few cheaper options today in the lineup. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, do you like uh, Chris Davis against Colby Lewis? Yeah, it's not a bad one. Uh, yeah. It's not one of the ones I picked out, but it's definitely an option that works. Yeah. Uh, Camden Yards, uh, right field fence, works out. <laughs> yep. yep. I wrote the cheap one that really stuck out to me. Uh, Lucas Duda gets Kyle Hendricks. And on FanDuel, Lucas Duda is only 2800 bucks. So he's driven his price down a little bit, but Kyle Hendricks has gotten a little cold, and I just think Lucas Duda, even though he's at home, he's in, you know, at City Field, he's always shown some pop, for sure. So, uh, I, I, I mean, I like Lucas Duda. I've always kind of had a spot for Lucas Duda. So that's yeah. not a, you know, a great matchup or anything, but, um, the price point's a lot cheaper than you'd think. So, he has my attention. Um, do you like Joey Votto against Phil Hughes? 
I do. That's another guy who shows up on those ground ball, fly ball splits. Um, mm-hmm. Definitely likes to hit uh, fly ball pitchers. Mm-hmm. Uh, last time I picked him out on this, he had that three homer game. So mm-hmm. uh, hoping he can uh, pop another one out tonight. Phil Hughes has strangely become a pitcher you actually pick against. Yeah, he's kind of... He's regressed in unexpected ways, but he's definitely regressed. Uh, The main thing is just his strikeout rates really plunged. Back to kind of what you would expect from a guy with that sort of command and control profile. Yeah. Yeah. I... Yeah. (laughs) He's basically afraid to throw balls, it seems. So it, it produces... A difficulty in getting strikeouts. Yeah. We, so Matt has always loved Joe Blanton. Not to go back to Joe Blanton. Matt's always loved Joe Blanton and part of it is because he has great strikeout to walk ratios and mm-hmm. always has in his career. Yeah. And he was one of his sleepers in like 2013 or maybe it was even 2014 when he like barely came back and got blown up or whatever. But, um, it just got hit so hard, and sometimes the idea might be, sometimes you need to throw a few less strikes, actually. You don't hear it much, but if you're just pounding the zone but don't have the stuff for it anymore, uh, I don't know. It's hard to figure out exactly what it is, but sometimes the peripheral numbers don't actually support what's going to happen in terms of strikeout to walk, you know? Especially yep. when the strikeouts go down, you know, and you're fill use. That's, that's not a good place to be, so... Um, and up against the guy who controls the strike zone, arguably even better as a hitter, like Joey Votto. Uh, yeah, I like that for, for Votto, for sure. Um, other name, I have Chris Carter against Danny Duffy, just because he likes mm-hmm. to hit lefties, but Chris Carter doesn't really invoke that much confidence. Um, he's always fine. I don't know why. I don't know that I would take him over Chris Davis. You know, they're both pretty similar in terms of a DFS potential, I would say. Yeah. A lot of and, over fours, but they could certainly run into one. Yeah, I agree. I think if you're going for one of those two long shot, two home run types, uh, I think Davis is the better choice today against yeah. Lewis, as opposed to, uh, again, that Royals bullpen eventually is going to come in and just shut Cutter down. That's like mm-hmm. an automatic strikeout. Yep. And then, uh, the last name I had at first base is Adrian Gonzalez gets Ruby de la Rosa. Okay. And Ruby De La Rosa is kind of like Alan Webster, I feel like, in that he throws real hard but hasn't figured it out yet. And I like those guys. I think he's figured it out a lot more than Alan Webster. Alan Webster is a mess. Uh, Ruby De La Rosa is like on the cusp of being very good. Yes. Uh, They both have uh, potential, and you're right. Ruby's a lot closer. He reminds me, like... Not in any specific way, but just like the overall profile is reminiscent of Carlos Carrasco last year, where the stuff's all there. It's just not working right. Right. And but if he was Carrasco, on fire, a little stint in the bullpen was all he needed to really get on track. Uh, mm-hmm. I think you know De Rosa could have his epiphany at any moment and uh, start running pat. So keep an eye on him. Uh, strings together four good starts. You might want to pick him up in standard leagues. Uh, for now, he's kind of a guy you exploit more than uh, try to use. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That said, you would still take Adrian against him, yeah? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's definitely a viable option. Uh, definitely have other Dodgers uh, looking at today, too. Yeah, and Adrian on FanDuel is only 3100 bucks, which for a first baseman is fairly cheap. So. Yep. Yeah. And my only concern with him is uh, 
kind of slowed down a lot recently. Mm. Uh, but he did have a nice blip uh, towards the end of June where he started to show a little bit more power again. So maybe he can tap into that again. Yeah. He's just in such a stacked lineup against righties mm-hmm. and just kind of a dependable producer. So even if he's yep. cold, unless he's hurt, I'm pretty well not worried about Adrian. You know, if I have him well, in a regular well, fantasy league. hundred RBI types. <laughs> yeah. If I have him in a you know, regular standard league and he's getting cold, it's not like I'm about to start running to sell him. I think he'll be fine. Yep. So. All right, any other first baseman for you? Uh, you can also give a look at uh, David Ortiz versus Marco Estrada. I know Estrada's been running well lately. Uh, Ortiz has been playing better, too. Uh, since early June, he you know, sat out a couple days, uh, supposedly made a mechanical change. Since then, he has six home runs. Yeah. Uh, not exactly on fire, but very good, solid production that we're getting out of him. And yeah. it's in Toronto, nice hitter's park. Yeah, that's nice for him. Estrada is just... Talk also perplexing. Yeah, yeah, he's a he's a hard one to gauge, and he, he might even have more in common with Ruby De La Rosa. I, I usually uh, compare the two of them rather than uh, what I was just talking about. But mm-hmm. uh, it's really like with De La Rosa, it's all home run rate that's really the problem, and Estrada's been the same way throughout his career. Yep. Uh, another reason to kind of look at Ortiz uh, might get that uh, extra boost in home run potential. Yep, I can see that for sure. Okay, uh, let's look at the second base. We already mentioned Devin Travis earlier. Mm-hmm. At 3000 bucks, it's not so bad at all. Um, on FanDuel against Eduardo Rodriguez, part of a good stack. Do you like Neil Walker against Justin Verlander? Is Verlander a guy to stream against at this point? I kept looking for, you know, like the price point and the guys that I wanted for that. And I think you can definitely go that route. It's not one I'll be going tonight. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, I don't have a good sense of what Verlander is right now. And that has me both, you, you could take a hes- hesitant or aggressive approach to it. I'm going hesitant. <laughs> yeah. I, eh. I don't love the matchup at all, and you know Neil Walker is never that exciting, but I feel like doable for sure. Yeah, like that's not going to be crazy at all. So, and yeah. it shouldn't be overused like that Blue Jay stack. So if it hits, you'll probably be you know sitting in good shape. Yeah, getting a leg up. Um, yeah. What else are you thinking at second base? Uh, there's Jose Altuve against Danny Duffy. Uh, mm-hmm. Same caveats as all the other Astros. Uh, Starting pitcher matchup's great. The bullpen matchup, not so good. Yeah. Uh, given his price tag, uh, he might want to go with something a little more affordable. Yeah. Uh, Jason Kipnis, also way up there in price. Uh, he's up against Erasmo Ramirez, uh, who's pitched quite well this season, especially recently. Yeah, turned uh, it around had, a little bit. Had a bit of a groin issue uh, recently, uh, so that's something to keep an eye on. Uh Kipnis is just a really good hitter. I think mm-hmm. the Indians lineup in general could uh, turn around a few runs, even if Erasmo's on point. And we know he has some meltdown potential, too. So there's Absolutely. a couple ways of looking at that Cleveland stack versus Erasmo Ramirez. Yep. Uh, game is at Tropicana, not a good place for power. Um, it'll stay dry, though, and we'll talk about the weather report at the end, but it's... Uh, some rainy games out there today. <laughs> yep. Um, I like them. They're expensive. The other name I wrote was, uh, Robinson Cano at Ian Kennedy. He's only mm-hmm. 25, it's only 2500 bucks on FanDuel. And I realize it's cause he's been stinky. 
Yeah. And, I don't know, there's still... It's the end of June. By now, I need to, like, pretty well give up. But I'm like, <laughs> 2500 bucks for Robinson Cano. And it's Ian Kennedy who's so bad. And it's also Petco Park. And he's been bad. So, I don't know. I felt like if you wanted to, quote-unquote, punt and go with Robinson Cano, you could do worse. But oh, yeah. You can definitely it, go that route. It wouldn't invoke a lot of confidence. But it's pretty cheap. You you don't find many guys with uh with that kind of potential at 2500 bucks, But... He's also not that exciting anymore. So, um, yeah. Any other second base one for you? Uh, Rugnet Ordor uh, versus Miguel Gonzalez. I like okay. that one. Uh, again, Camden Yards, good for lefty power. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the main thing that I'm <laughs> looking for there. And uh, he got a pitcher who gives up his share of home runs. Yep. Uh, could also try Joe Panic versus Matt Latos. Uh, Panic's more of a multi-hit type. You're looking for a three for four evening. Uh, Couple runs, couple RBI, mm-hmm. uh, rather it, than the uh, the traditional hope for the home run. <laughs> is Latos now a guy that you try and pick on that you target? He's been a on frustrating pitcher. Yeah, he, he he's another guy who has his days where he just shuts down the opposition. Uh, for the most part, I'm still looking at him as someone I think I can pick on uh, more often than not. Yeah, he's, I own him in my regular fantasy leagues, and that's been frustrating, you know. Before he went, you'd be like, oh yeah, it's like he, he's, before the season, he, he's going to Miami, what a good place for a guy that's a pretty dependable pitcher, and it's just gone badly. Really badly, so. Yep. Yeah. Um, okay, how about third base? Uh, there are a few options I really like at third base. Uh, yeah, there's quite a few. Yeah. We could start with that Blue Jays group, uh, Josh Donaldson and Danny Valencia versus yep. uh, Rodriguez. Yep. Uh, Donaldson's I, the expensive one, very good player. Uh, yeah. I bef- Before I looked, I was like, he's going to be crazy because at home against the lefty, he's just has incredible splits, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the best players in the game in that situation, and he's against a lefty that's decent but not crazy good. And... I assumed it was going to be one of those players where you want to try and build a lineup around trying to make his price. Only 4100 bucks on FanDuel, which is not insane at all. Yeah, affordable. Uh, not nearly the most expensive. Machado, Frazier, and Arenado are all more expensive and by quite a bit. So, yeah, I like Donaldson a lot. I don't think it's that hard to get him in the lineup either. So, um, might be an obvious choice, but, but definitely a good one. Um, after that, even cheaper, but maybe even better, or pretty darn good. Chris Bryant gets John Neese. Mm-hmm. And Chris That's Bryant's 3500 bucks. And Chris Bryant hits the ball hard no matter who he faces, but he's especially good against lefties. Uh, so I would have a hard time justifying not using one of those two guys. You know, uh, you, you can go whichever direction you want, and you can save a little bit of money if you go Chris Bryant. But I, I would... Try and find a way to to put money at third base in one of those two, at least personally. Um, I don't know if you agree or if there are any other cheaper third base options you like nearly as much as those two, but they stuck out to me quite a bit. Yeah, they're definitely the uh, blue chippers, especially Donaldson. Uh, Brian obviously has more risk of reward in his profile. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think there are some other options you can go for if you're trying to save money at third base. Mm-hmm. As I mentioned, uh, Valencia's quite good against left-handed pitching. Uh, this season, he's he's actually had more power against righties. It's kind of a flukish thing that's shown up. Uh, I think uh, that'll 
kind of correct itself over the rest of the year. Uh, but he's still a very good hitter against left-handed pitching, a very reliable producer when, uh, you know, having the platoon advantage. And it's nice to see him hitting against righties too. Yeah. Uh, means he's not nullified once, uh, the bullpen comes into play. Yeah. And the Red Sox don't have a great bullpen either, so he could continue to produce after Rodriguez leaves the game. Yeah, that's, that's a good cheap option for sure. Kyle Seeger's only 2700 bucks. Yes, Seeger's very cheap today. Yeah, he's going to Petco, which is bad, but he gets uh, Ian Kennedy, which is good mm-hmm. for sure. Uh, at that price point, yeah, he would have my attention for sure. Um, Alex Rodriguez gets Andrew Heaney, which yep. is good, getting a rookie, a left-handed rookie. But he's 3900 bucks on FanDuel, and that's, I mean, I like Alex Rodriguez. I don't like him 400 bucks more than Chris Bryant, though. So he could do fine, but I don't know if I'm targeting there. Uh, and then Brett Lowry gets Jorge De La Rosa. Do you like that at all? I don't mind it. It's perfectly fine. Yeah. Uh, given that it's Oakland and Lowry's a bit of a lower ceiling guy than some of these others that we've plucked out, I think I try to find the money for, um, you know, either Bryant or, you know, go down to a Seeger. Yeah. And, uh, make use of those savings elsewhere. Yep. Yep. Any other third baseman for you? Uh, I think you could definitely give Joey Gallo a look at Camden Yards. Sure. Uh, same same story as I've been saying. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a good place for lefties. Yeah. Uh, could also try Jacob Turner against Ruby De La Rosa. Uh, Turner's okay. just been hitting well. Uh, it doesn't really matter if they're lefty or righty. Uh, he's playing every day now that he's kind of carved out this role. Alex Guerrero has cooled off. Uh, so, yeah, Turner looks like a decent option. Yep. Yeah, plenty of ways to go at third base. Um, so I could see spending some money there and trying to save it somewhere like second base or even shortstop, which has been tough. Uh, where do you start at shortstop? <laughs> uh, as much as I'm shying away from the Royals bullpen, I think it's Carlos Correa or Bust today. Yeah. Uh, against Danny Duffy. Uh, he's the only guy who really has that reliable floor and ceiling profile. Uh, mm-hmm. You could definitely, I pulled out three other names. Uh, there, there's some sort of platoon involved that you know, looks interesting, yep. uh, but the players themselves are kind of eh. <laughs> yep. uh, one of those is uh, Estrubal Cabrera versus Danny Salazar. Uh, Cabrera likes to face fly ball pitchers and he's a switch hitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he could get a double, maybe even a home run. Salazar gives up those long balls. Yep. Uh, Cabrera's not much of a power hitter these days. Uh, have, I don't expect anything at all from him when I use him, to be honest. Mm-hmm. And so I try to find any reason not to use him. Yeah. Uh, usually I don't turn to him unless it's like a five game slate or something. And I think tonight I'd still stay away from him with the advantageous platoon. Yeah. Um, uh, back to Correa for a second. I think it's sure. remarkable that he has already become. I don't want to say a star, but already one of the best shortstop options. It did not take long, partly just because shortstop's so shallow. And you got a guy that yeah, actually has it's... some pop and producing and, oh crap, that's all, you know. If we were drafting right now for rest of season, or like, word, or like, if the season ended today and then we were going to do next year's drafts, like, where's he on shortstop boards? See like a top six guy already or something crazy, you know? Just cause. Yeah, he he's way up there. It's the position's yeah. just so bad, uh, yeah. offensively anyhow. Yeah. And yeah, Tulowitzki being a little more 
mortal this season than in years past, even though yeah. he's healthy. Uh, you got a guy like Johnny Peralta is one of the better, uh, offensive shortstops. Uh, Korea really has, you know, the floor of Peralta, a little more power. Uh, probably would be taking him right after Tulo myself. Yeah, he's gonna be up there. You know, everybody's kind of on board already, which is terrifying, but I also get it. Um, so, yeah. And yeah. He could definitely cool down, the league could adjust to him. Yeah. Uh, there's certain components of his swing that, uh, limit his ability to tap into his natural power. Yeah. Uh, so he could also break out if he makes some minor adjustments. Yeah. It's, so there's a lot involved. <laughs> yeah. So um yeah, he sticks out to me kind of as one of the best options on Tuesday, but the price is starting to reflect it too. Mm-hmm. Um I looked at Jose Reyes, but he's not hitting lefties. He's you know, he's the one blue jay that doesn't hit lefties apparently. Um, and the good thing is that at the top of that lineup, if he gets on base, hopefully the Blue Jays will be hitting the lefties hard enough that he can get in. But, um, I, I don't feel great about taking Jose Reyes against a lefty right now. Uh, some cheaper options. Starling Castro against Chinese. Starling Castro is only 2200 bucks on FanDuel, but that's because he's been bad. <laughs> he's been bad this year, so it's not even necessarily a deal, but... Kind of like Robinson Cano, where I'm like, man, there's a guy with definitely with talent. So when he's that cheap, he has my attention, but it's not exciting. Um, he does prefer lefties, so getting John Neese isn't so bad. And the Mets bullpen is okay, but certainly not going to make you shy away like the Royals bullpen, you know. Um, also, Marcus Semien gets Jorge De La Rosa. And earlier in the season, I was, you know, excited about Semien against the lefties, but... We're now right about the halfway point and right about where I am starting to actually try and go and reassess what I think about these players because I'm definitely not checking season lines and splits every single day, but getting the reassess and Marcus Semien is not hitting lefties as well as I thought, or at least not pounding him. He's being a little bit more even. So he's only 2200 bucks, um, and it's Jorge De La Rosa, so it's fine. But it's certainly nothing special. He's gotten a lot less exciting after the first month or two. Um, and then my basic cheap pick that often comes up a lot, at least when he gets a righty, is Brad Miller. Yep. Brad Miller can't hit lefties, but he's producing against righties. Not in a great way, but decent. Some power, some speed. And he gets Ian Kennedy in San Diego. And on FanDuel, Brad Miller's 2200 bucks. So if you want to punt the position, um, I'm fine with that. I think he's he's okay, you know. He's he's at least as exciting as as Drupal Cabrera, if not a little oh, bit yeah. more exciting. I, I think I like Miller a bit more than Drupal. Mm-hmm. Uh, he he does have that sneaky power. Uh, Petco's actually not that bad for left-handed power either. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you know, it's not hurt by the park effects, and he's got a nice big outfield. If he sprays it to the opposite field, it could get some doubles. Yeah. So. Yeah, not an exciting position today. If you have the money, Carlos Correa would be great. If you don't, somewhere cheap like Starlin or Simeon or Miller or Isruble, I feel like. Yeah. Any other short stops to mention for you? Oh, no, that's it. Okay, cool. On to outfield. Where do you, uh, where's the top of your list for outfield? What are you thinking? Uh, so, so outfield is a bit of a challenge for me today. I didn't find too many guys that I considered, uh, you know, cheap bargains. Mm-hmm. Um, Moreland's an outfielder on FanDuel, which is nice. You can use Fielder and Moreland if you're trying to pick on uh, Miguel Gonzalez. Mm-hmm. Uh, out of those more expensive guys, 
like Jose Bautista against Eduardo Rodriguez. Yeah, if you uh, can afford it, absolutely. Yep, he's very expensive. Um, I ran some doubling lineups already on both of the main sites. I didn't find money for Jose Bautista. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's also a couple Padres you could look to, uh, Justin Upton and Matt Kemp versus Mike Montgomery. Uh, a platoon advantage game uh, could work out just fine for them. Yeah, I I brought up with Matt uh, how much I didn't trust Mike Montgomery in San Diego just because mm-hmm. they are so good against lefties, and he pointed out to me the team is not hitting lefties this year. And I said, all right, that might be fair, but Justin Upton terrifies me because he destroys lefties. He always has. And that kind of, and maybe it's a weird bias, but one player scares me away from a matchup. But it does, because I don't trust Mike Montgomery that well. I said I was going through and reassessing lines a little bit, and I looked. Justin Upton hasn't hit lefties at all this year. <laughs> I I don't know. I mean, and then he, I reconfirmed he has in his career, for sure. But he's been bad against lefties as a Padre. And now I'm like, well, one, maybe Mike Montgomery is safer bet than I thought. But two, more importantly, that's just surprising because, I, I don't know, he's young enough that I definitely trust the career splits more than what's going on right now. But it's a little surprising because the Padres have been pretty disappointing, for sure. And I still like Derek Norris, and on paper I like Matt Camp, even though he hasn't done that that much either. But Justin Upton being disappointing was, was surprising to me. Um, I'm not saying I wouldn't pick him. I'm just a little less confident than I was. Uh, it's only 3200 bucks, you know, on FanDuel, so I like him. But here I have the numbers here. 908 OPS against lefties in his career, which is awesome. 587 this year. And it's against lefties in, one, in half of a season, so it's not that much of a sample size. But uh, I don't know. I don't know if that means it makes me concerned or if it's a good sign that his price has been brought down and he should be able to get closer to his career line. But definitely thought it was worth noting, if nothing else, to correct myself when I said, hey, I'm, I'm terrified of Justin Upton and maybe I shouldn't be that terrified. So, yeah, I wanted to interject that after making a point that I was correcting myself on. Um but yeah, so would would you consider Upton and Camp at least? I mean, it's Mike Montgomery. He's not that convincing, right? Right, exactly. He's a, a back-of-the-rotation quality pitcher. Yeah. Uh, as you mentioned, kind of weird splits coming out of San Diego in general. Norris is pretty flat this year. Mm-hmm. I think Kemp might be pretty flat. I haven't looked at him too recently. Flat and bad. Yeah, Kemp's been better recently, though. Yeah. Uh, showing some life in June. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he's getting back on track, mm-hmm. and I'm not at all worried about Upton's small sample splits this year. I think we, for both Upton and Norris, I'm looking at the larger sample and uh, going with the career numbers against lefties. Uh, they're both guys who mash them, and you know, I think it's a good matchup for them. Yeah, I think I'm also obligated to mention it is the return of the Vetter Cup between <laughs> the Mariners and the Padres again. They will resume their battle. Um, I mean, they already did, of course, on... No, they didn't on Monday. No, this is it. This is the return of the Vetter yes. Cup, which is extra entertaining, to me at least. So, yeah. Mike Montgomery and Ian Kennedy, what a matchup for that. Uh, it's such a good fake rivalry. I don't know. It entertains me, at the least. <laughs> um, I also wrote down, in that same matchup, Nelson Cruz is only 3000 bucks on FanDuel. And he wasn't the guy that really interested me until I started, you know, going through and m- mocking up a lineup. But 
It's not the platoon advantage, and he's been much better against lefties, but he's been far from bad against righties. And it's Ian Kennedy, and I know it's Petco, but even when, you know, it's not a guy in this ideal situation, the baseline is, is still pretty good for a guy like that who just plain hits. So Nelson Cruz has my attention for, you know, depending on price. Um, and Kennedy's just been so bad, too, you know. Um, do you like one of the more expensive hitters I like? Do you like George Springer against Danny Duffy? So, yes, let's talk about George Springer. Okay, absolutely. Uh, fly ball, ground ball splits. Yes. Uh, this is all from prior to this season, so last season's numbers. Uh, admittedly, a small sample. He had a 416 OPS against ground ball pitchers okay. and a 1172 OPS against fly ball pitchers. That sounds uh, good. Dane Duffy is a fly ball pitcher. He's yeah. also a lefty. So, uh, and Springer does enjoy the platoon advantage, not as much as you might expect. It's like a 70 or 80 point split. Uh, still, you know, there's two factors that really line up in Springer's favor tonight. Mm-hmm. I think you could definitely justify going after him and uh, building a lineup around him. Uh, as I've been saying, that Royals bullpen uh, has me a little concerned. If Duffy only faces a guy two times, yep. uh, you know, it's not that many opportunities for him to hit his home run. <laughs> yeah, but that, those are numbers that just jump off of the page for you. You know. Oh yeah. And Springer's 3700 on FanDuel, which is not cheap, but enough that you should be able to get him in your lineup, you know, if you believe in him, which I do. I think I, he ended up in mine also. Um, where else are you thinking? Do you like, I have Michael Brantley and Brandon Moss get Erasmo Ramirez. Yeah, that's not bad. I didn't write it down. Uh, I think it's more because of the Tropicana field effect. Mm-hmm. Uh, just, uh, not a great place for power. Uh, Moss definitely is, I've, I seem to miss all of, like Moss's best games. I have him as a sort of a platoon type in several leagues, and he's always on my bench when he gets his seven and eight RBI days. Uh, I think he's on my bench today, so he's liable to put up a good one. Yeah, uh, yeah, it, it's definitely a direction you can go. I think Ramirez has been just good enough that, with the ballpark also in mind, I'd look elsewhere. Yeah, uh, one. One pairing I really like, uh, especially because of uh, Andre Ethier's price tag, which is 2200 on FanDuel. Mm-hmm. Uh, him and Jock Peterson against Ruby De La Rosa. Yeah, that's uh, definitely a deal for Ethier. Yeah, it's in Arizona. Uh, Peterson's price also is not crazy. I can uh, find it real quick. I have it on FanDuel. It. It's uh, 3500 bucks. Yep, it's perfectly you know, standard price, uh, easy enough to get in the lineup. Uh, so you can get both of them in there. I had a, I picked out Ethier as a bargain bin pick yesterday mm-hmm. and worked out really well. Hit a home run, uh, three hits, I think total. Yeah. Uh, and again, $2,200. You, you can't ask for much more. Yeah. He's been a little cold against, uh, oh, against everyone, but yeah. he's been a little cold in the month of June. Uh, the issue is just a 189 bat pip where it's probably up since yesterday, but yeah. as of yesterday, it was a 189 bat pip. Uh, for that month, uh, he's always a 300 BAPIP guy. Yeah. Uh, nothing else in the profile looked wonky at all, so yeah. I expect don't, him to bounce back. I don't love him, but at 2200 bucks, like yeah, they they certainly has the potential, and I like facing Ruby, so yeah, that's a good one for sure. 
I'm a, I'm a pretty big fan of his. He's a, he's a $3,600 player on FanDuel. He, and like I say, 2200 today. Uh, you, you don't get $1,400 values very often. I think he's almost a must play if you yeah. have any kind of elite guys you're trying to get in the lineup. Yep. Um, like the, in comparison, I wrote Curtis Granderson. He gets Kyle Hendricks. He's 3500 bucks. And I think yeah. Granderson's a decent producer. But he's not $1,300 better than Ethier, you know. No, I, I would say that, if anything, Granderson's more like a $3,000 player. Yeah. And, yeah, sure, the matchup's fine, but yeah. it's... If you if you like him and you can afford him, I don't think you're dumb, but I just, I could go elsewhere, you know. He's fine. Um, Jay Bruce is 3400 and he gets Phil mm-hmm. Hughes. And Jay Bruce is looking much more like Jay Bruce this year. Uh, not, not amazing, not an all-star, but like, certainly can hit, you know, has the power and showing it and hitting righty, so I would consider Jay Bruce, especially against Phil Hughes. Um, not exciting, but, but doable at 34. And then, um, last name I had, Cole Calhoun gets Yvonne Nova. Cole Calhoun's cold play has drawn his price all the way down to 2,500 bucks, but I looked closer at it and he's not even hitting righties that well. You know, it's not like, he's usually susceptible to lefties, but he's not hitting righties, which is what you really want him for, and I don't know. Ivan Nova doesn't scare me right now, but I need to see more from Cole Calhoun, you know. Used to be somebody I thought was a little more dependable, and he's in a little bit of a tough year right now. So, I have my eye on him, but it's hard to trust him today. Yeah, I look at him as a good buy low in a traditional fantasy league. Yeah. I might want to see... Uh, just a little more of the power to come through before I start to use him board FanDuel and DraftKings. But there's also, because he's so cheap and because he has a decent ceiling, he's in a lineup surrounded by Mike Trout and Albert Pujols, mm-hmm. uh, hitting ahead of him right now. They've bumped him to two in the lineup. Yeah. Uh, it's a good situation for him. Any day could turn out to be the day where he puts up big numbers. Yeah. And, uh, you know, if you need that cheap patch, uh, just stick in at the bottom of your lineup. He's a good option. Yep. Yep. Uh, yeah, and I like it. I like what you said. I, I'm a little wary of him in DFS right now, but I would consider buying low in Roto for sure. Going in and hoping he can turn things around because he's a he's a capable uh, compiler for sure. Um, mm-hmm. Any other outfielders for you? Let's stick out. I've got a few here, so okay. you could try Adam Jones. Okay. Uh, you know, that's a situation where uh, you know, the ballpark's pretty favorable. He's a solid hitter. I don't think you really need to worry about Colby Lewis shutting him down. Uh, he's, he's also a pretty good hitter against fly ball pitchers, so mm-hmm. it lines up pretty well for him. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's has an 871 fly ball OPS, so you know, good numbers. Yeah. Uh, nothing extreme. Reliable but, guy. Yeah. Solid. Uh, could also try Shin Su Chu against Miguel Gonzalez. Sure. Chu's been pretty cold, not hitting so well. Yeah. Uh, but he's another guy who hits those fly ball pitchers, and we've he talked hit, about Gonzalez. He hit Gonzalez Norris yesterday. Plenty. Yeah. Yep. Who didn't? But still, let's show signs of life. Yeah. Yep. Chu's got a 875 OPS against fly ball pitchers. So, another one that looks pretty good. Uh, on FanDuel, he's a third baseman. DraftKings has him in a couple positions. Uh, I kind of like Brock Holt against Marco Estrada. Yeah. Uh, Holt's a guy who gets good leverage on the baseball. Not really a power hitter. He's not going to be 
you're not looking at him for home runs tonight. Uh, I see him as a guy who can, you know, get on top of the ball, get Estrada, spray three or four hits, get on base ahead of guys like David Ortiz, uh, who will do the actual run production. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I could see, I could definitely see Holt being one of those sneaky multi-hit plays tonight. Yep. Matt is a Brock Holt guy. Matt would be there with you on Brock Holt. Uh, it's been, and you can fill him in wherever you like, which isn't as mm-hmm. big a deal in DFS as it is in regular Roto, but it's definitely a guy that can, they can produce. So I don't think you're nuts there. Any other outfielders for you? I think that about covers it. Uh, yeah. As I mentioned, uh, looking more towards, uh, expensive options for the most part, uh, Ethier kind of the exception. Mm-hmm. Cool. Okay. And then, uh, let's turn down pitchers. It was actually a big pitcher day for me. I felt like there a lot of a lot of options, or at least decent places to go. The most expensive one I have, at least in terms of Fanduel pricing, Chris Sale gets uh, gets St. Louis, and they're not great against lefties, and he's pretty darn good, but he's eleven thousand dollars, and there's just enough other options yeah, that it's you're it's not hard crazy. to get him in the lineup. Yeah, you're not crazy for taking him, but there's a lot of places you can go. Um, Opposite that might be my one of my favorites. Lance Lynn gets the White Sox, and the White Sox are reliably bad. They're worse against lefties than righties, but I like Lance Lynn just because that's a great matchup and gets strikeouts, which should keep his uh, floor relatively high. Uh, and he's ninety one hundred bucks in Vanduul, and that's still not cheap, but that's not crazy. So yeah. I like that's, Lance Lynn. That's a price tag you can work around. Yeah, um, I like him and his high floor. Um, Cole Hamels is 9,800 bucks. He gets the Brewers and they should hit lefties and they haven't, they haven't hit anything. And Cole Hamels is reliable. Might not get enough support to get a win, but it's darn good. So I wouldn't have a problem with that at all. Expensive, but good matchup. Um, if you were feeling real brave and you want to see what's going on with Marco Estrada and his hot play, he's 7,900 bucks and he gets Boston. If you're feeling real lucky, uh, I'm not feeling that lucky at that price point, but I'm intrigued. I, that's a box score. I definitely want to check, but, um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Um, I recommended, I went with Field of Streams pick. I went with Anthony DeSclavani against the Twins, and I recommended him on Twitter. I just think he's safe, you know. Uh, might be a better streaming option than a DFS option, just because the strikeouts keep his potential yeah, a little low. I agree with that. But I... I could just see him having a decent outing. The Twins can't hit righties, you know. And he's a competent enough pitcher that he should be able to do okay. Um, if you're doing something like a 50-50 in DFS and you just need some bankable innings, like, he could do fine. But if you're going GPP or some sort of tournament or uh, something where you need a little higher ceiling, um, he's not as exciting. Because I could see seven good innings, you know, but I don't really see eight strikeouts coming out of him but yeah he he has my attention i think he's safe for sure um yeah uh where are you what 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 pitchers are getting your attention uh in this slate anybody jump off the page for you yeah so there's a couple guys that i really liked and then i pulled out one bargain guy who's uh, <laughs> scary but we can talk about him mm-hmm. uh so there are a bunch of aces today uh yeah you know guys like sale uh Lynn, Garrett Cole, Dallas Keuchel. Yeah. Uh, for the most part, I'm not too thrilled with any of them. Uh, yeah. Sale and Lynn against each other is kind of off-putting. Yeah. Uh, just because they're going to be battling for that win. Yep. Uh, 
Cole's facing the Tigers. That's tricky. Uh, Keuchel's facing the Royals. They're a tenacious group. Yeah. Uh, I do like Cole Hamels a lot against Milwaukee just because they've been so brutal. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, Hamels sometimes will cough up a home run or two. Uh, could get in trouble with that. Uh, usually they're solo shots. Uh, he doesn't allow too many base runners. So even when it turns sour, it isn't that bad. Uh, he's definitely one of the guys at the top of my list. Uh, also Sonny Gray against the Rockies at home. Yeah. Uh, I like Gray plenty. Uh, there's certainly things in his profile that suggest regression, but there's also things that suggest that maybe he's a little bit better than what our, you know, standard measurements say. He's pretty darn um, good. So, I, I think you could definitely go with Gray. I expect seven strong innings from him. Um, maybe not a complete stud outing, but, you know, 15 to 20 fan duel points will be very much welcomed. Yep. And, uh, Oakland, you know, they're facing Jorge De La Rosa. Uh, should be able to get that win for him. Yep. Do you like, uh, another one that stuck out to me, at least in terms of potential? Danny Salazar goes to Tampa Bay. Yes, that's the next name I'm talking about. Yeah. I, I think he's uh, probably at the top of the matrix between uh, talent, cost, and uh, you know, situation tonight. Yeah, uh, definitely a guy I'm looking to use uh, pretty much everywhere. Yeah, uh, he has such the big strikeout potential. Even though Tampa uh, you know, limits strikeouts a little bit, uh, Salazar stuff can you know cut right through him. Uh, yep. Should be able to get about a strikeout per inning, if not more. Uh, my only concern really is that sometimes he doesn't last very long. His last two outings have been fewer than five innings. Right. Uh, so you're hoping it's one of his seven inning nights. Uh, hope that he gets seven strikeouts, a win against Erasmo Ramirez. Uh, maybe he avoids the long ball since it's at Tropicana Field. Yeah. Uh, that's what you're hoping for. Uh, there's definitely a floor involved that probably isn't there with a guy like Gray or Hamels. And, uh, that's why he's cheaper. Yep. He often doesn't go deep, which can be frustrating. But, you know, we'll see. And the bargain guy I picked out, uh, you kind of mentioned him as someone to stay away from already. Uh, Kyle Hendricks against the Mets. Yeah. And he's a he pretty potential. blob pitcher. Yeah. yeah he, he's a command and control guy. Uh, while he's not actually like Chris Heston, he, like, this matchup against the Mets feels that same way. You have this guy who probably should be hit. But the Mets lineup is pretty iffy. Yeah, um, you know, your best hitter is Lucas Duda, who's a bit banged up, uh, playing through injury. Hasn't performed well since sustaining that injury. Mm-hmm. Uh, I forget the details of it, actually. I think it's a hip or groin that he's playing through. Yeah. Um, in any case, uh, you know, the other guys, Kurt Granderson's a complete wild card on any given day, uh, usually not in a good way. Uh, you got other guys who don't perform too well. It's a lineup that could just roll over and let them throw eight innings, five strikeouts, uh, pick up an easy win. Uh, Cubs definitely have the offense to blow John Neese out of the water if they want to. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. It's not a guy I would like definitely target to stream against, but I, I, he has the potential, and I think you're right. That's just a matchup that you need to pay attention to, for sure. It's a righty-heavy lineup also, so that, yeah. that helps for sure. And he costs 6600 I think if you're trying to use that Blue Jays stack on FanDuel, uh, that's mm-hmm. probably your guy. 
Yeah. Uh, you're not going to be able to afford even a Salazar, let alone uh, Sonny Gray or Cole Hamels. If you're trying to use Josh Donaldson and Jose Batista and Edwin Encarnacion, it all adds up. You gotta take a really cheap pitcher. And, uh, you're looking at Hendricks, uh, maybe you roll the dice of Ruby De La Rosa, uh, Erasmo Ramirez maybe, Matt Latos. Uh, they're all pretty ugly if you're trying to go cheap. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I agree. I, I think that's uh, an interesting one. Do you like Ryan Vogelsong at Miami? They can't hit righties and they lost, uh, they lost Stanton. I don't like him on the road as much, but at least has my attention a little bit. Yeah, and Miami, it, it, it's, I mean, he's technically, he's on the road. The ballpark, not too dissimilar from AT&T Park. Yeah. Uh, the basic park factor for runs scored is base, is it's neutral because the weather's always so nice. Uh, mm-hmm. good, good conditions for gap shots. Uh, but it's, it's so, such a huge park that, Home runs rarely fly, and mm-hmm. so Vogelson should be okay. Uh, I guess maybe, yeah, he could think of him as a a more veteran version of Hendricks, even yeah. uh, a guy who could just survive a mediocre lineup. <laughs> yeah, I just feel like the Marlins are sneaky bad against righties. You don't quite realize how bad they are, but they have yeah. been not and, good. Especially with Stanton out, uh, Yelich still kind of not really hitting too well. Mm-hmm. So. Yep. Um, okay. Any other starters stick out to you? I think that about covers it. Okay. Cool. Well, we ran a little long, but not because we didn't have things to discuss. Uh, plenty going on in this, uh, in this slate, and hopefully that's helpful. Brad, you got anything else to add before we get out of here? Uh, there's a few storm games to keep an eye on. Uh, generally we're looking at about a 50% risk, uh, so you're gonna have to take a look closer to game time to see what is actually going to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I tend to view 50% as uh, weather service just not having any freaking clue what's going to happen. <laughs> uh, so yeah. uh, places to look out for, Cincinnati, uh, Philadelphia, uh, and that's late storms. Uh, mm-hmm. So just uh, try to figure out if they're going to roll in at like 8 or 10. You yeah. know, if it's towards the later latter end, you can use Cole Hamels without worrying. Uh, if it looks like they're coming in early, then I'll go with another option. Mm-hmm. Uh, Baltimore has uh, the highest storm risk, uh, so you know, watch out for that. That's a game we kind of wanted to pick on, too, so hopefully that uh, rolls away. And then Detroit and Atlanta also have storm risks. Yep. Cool. Well, yeah, those are all uh, definitely worth keeping an eye on for sure. Um, cool. All right. Well, that should do it for us today. Brad is on Twitter at BaseballAteam. Uh, and I am on Twitter at HigginsFOS, and we both like to hear from you. Hopefully can help some advice, and uh, also just appreciate the feedback on the podcast. Uh, like to hear what, what you guys think, what we can work on, and what's hopefully helpful for you. I'd like to hear, hey, thanks for helping me with this pick, it went well. Um, luckily, I haven't heard too much. You jerk, why'd you make me pick so and so? <laughs> it went badly. But, um, yeah, we like to hear from you guys, and, uh, yeah, what you think. Um, Other than that, that should do it for us. Uh, We'll catch you again tomorrow. Thank you for listening to the Field of Streams podcast. For more fantasy baseball analysis, visit Fangraphs.com slash fantasy or follow us on Twitter at Rotographs.